Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. G'day, mates. It's Bee Buster here. And before the episode begins, I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71, features scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. Thanks for listening, guys. And without further ado, let's begin. I was hunting for black bear one day back in the early 2000s. The area that I was hunting in was northern Clinton County. My ex-brother-in-law and I enjoyed the area and spent many a season scouting and hunting these lands. This part of the county is filled with long hollows, steep inclines and hard to access trails. We both like to do our own thing and hunt separate terrains and I would often dive down into the hollows while he scoured the ridgelines, hoping to get a shot at whatever I pushed over the tops. We both carried pretty bumped up two-way radios to give a general idea of where we were, although often the terrain made it too difficult for good reception. This day was a typical PA bear season day. It was on the Wednesday of the season, third and last day of the brief season that it was back then. The woods were quiet, with no distant whooping and yodeling of various opening day camps pushing drives through the woods. The weather was cold, grey and windy when we separated to begin our hunt and continued on throughout the day as well. I spent the day still, hunting down this long hollow south of a a little town in north central Clinton County with the idea of meeting my brother-in-law at the top of the ridge at the agreed time of 4pm, giving us plenty of time to hike together the few miles back to his truck. After hunting all day, I found an old game trail that 
appeared to sort of meander its way back up to the ridgeline towards where I knew he would have been waiting for me. After close to an hour, maybe around 3.30 I would guess, I made my way two-thirds of the way up to the top, stopping often, scouring the slope for that jet-black fur of a roaming bear. Along the trail, I came upon a, a long-ago used fire ring. It was very rudimentary in its build and appeared to be used only once, I would guess. The ring's rocks were covered in something and only had the faintest of traces of black from a long-ago fire. I found it odd that a fire ring would be here, considering the steepness of the slope, but it was a very small, somewhat level ledge. There, I figured that I would sit and eat the rest of my packed food and sit still, hoping to catch a final chance to see a bear. All the while, though, I don't know, it just felt odd. Somewhat unwelcoming, like I shouldn't be there or something. I almost felt like I was a, a forbidden interloper on someone's valued spot or something. I sat for maybe 20 minutes and thought that it was time to continue the trek upward to my bud. As I stood, I slung my backpack on and reached down to sling my rifle over my left shoulder. But as I stood up, I heard my name called loudly. It didn't really sound like it was behind me, rather sort of all around in my head if that makes sense. Just as I was going to turn around, my rifle was all of a sudden slapped off of my shoulder. I felt the force, I heard the sound of something slap against the wood of the stock and crouched quickly to save my gun from dashing into the rocks at my feet. I grabbed it in the nick of time and quickly turned around with a, a mouthful of mother for who I thought was going to be my brother-in-law joking with me. But when I did, there was nobody at all there. Absolutely no way anyone could have rushed off without me either seeing or hearing them too. I felt a, a sick feeling in my churning stomach all of a sudden, chills throughout my body, muttered a, a few Hail Marys and sped up to the top of the ridge. I met my bud and quietly we hiked our way out of the woods to his truck in the spreading dark of the evening. This has bothered me for years and I haven't been back to those particular woods since that day. Someday I hope to but... I think I'm going to have to muster up the courage to get out there again. So this may be a bit long as it'll take me a little bit of time to paint the full picture for you guys. I live in an area of the northwestern United States that is heavily forested and mountainous with a large river valley that was carved out of the earth by the movement of glaciers probably a millennia ago, and thus there are many leftover deposits of glacial sediment forming high plateaus, separated by deep ravines, most of which hold small heavily forested swamps in between them. Most of these ravines and canyons are too steep and the soil much too loose to make traveling over them feasible, even for the local wildlife, and so many of them act as their own sort of little ecosystem, each one cut off from the next by walls of glacial silt. I think it's noteworthy enough to mention that this whole valley is sacred to the surrounding indigenous people, known as the Eye of the Dove, and was used as a massive burial ground at one point. Now, roughly one year ago, I decided to go and take myself out for a day of harvesting some of the spring wild edibles that grow in these swampy oases, wild onions, wild garlic, and the like. 
I decided to go to an area I'd yet to explore. Although I was quite familiar with the surrounding area, the specific ravine was new to me. I packed my bag, inspected my rifle, and set out walking eager to see what Mother Nature would provide me with that day. Upon arriving at the entrance to the ravine, I paused to take in my surroundings, listened to the migratory birds singing in their songs, and noted that the wildlife was busy as ever, going about their day-to-day -day lives amongst the timber. I set out through the undergrowth, eyes to the ground, searching for anything of interest. After walking about a quarter of a mile into the ravine, I took a short break to sip some water and pick some pine buds for tea, and it was at this point that... I became aware of the most overpowering silence I've ever heard. Any adept woodsman would tell you that silence is the loudest sound in the timber, and for good reason, as most creatures try to avoid being lunch for something higher on the food chain. I readied my rifle, scanned the short distance I could see through the undergrowth, and noticed just ahead of me the skull of a small goat perched about maybe eye level in the branches of a small fir tree. This immediately struck me as rather odd since there were no farms, houses or homesteads even for like several miles in any direction. Curious but somewhat unnerved at this point, I decided to press on and chalked it up to someone trying to keep people away from a good foraging area, although that really didn't explain the silence. But I took maybe 20 or 30 steps further and noticed the skeleton of a deer piled up under a cedar tree. I made my way over to it, inspected it as I collected bones as well, noticed that it was still quite ripe and decided to move on. As I was looking up from the first bone pile, I noticed another one, this time a cow elk, not 15 feet away. I repeated the same process again and... As I looked up from the second pile, I noticed a third, a coyote strewn across a 10 meter area, only identifiable by the skull. Rather nervous at this point, with the hair on my neck standing up and the electric feeling of adrenaline in my gut, I scanned ahead and to my dismay I could see multiple skeletons of various animals, all in various states of decay, perhaps six in my immediate field of view. Most were deer, with the occasional elk, coyote, and what I figured to be either a, a young mountain lion or a lynx, perhaps. By this point, I had my rifle shouldered, all my body systems on high alert. I moved forward as stealthily as I could, and began to count the corpses in my immediate field of view as I passed them, and noted the smell of decay mixed with the pungent scent of the swamp that was heavy in the air now. It seemed like there were new piles of bones, skin, or fur every 20 feet for the approximate 300 meters further I moved through the swamp. Mind you, everything was still dead silent, and due to the dense old-growth cedar, very dark at this point too. Coming close to the end of the marshy area of the ravine now, I entered a small opening in the timber with just enough of an opening in the canopy to provide a much-needed bastion of light. No less than a second after I stopped, I, I heard what I can only describe as a Louisville slugger swinging harder than any man could swing, make impact with a tree, somewhere out of sight ahead of me. This happened three times in quick succession each time, and it was an ear-splitting crack. It caught me off guard too, 
I've spent most of my life roaming the woods and I've never heard anything like it. I felt the adrenaline rush over my body, the extreme sense of heightened awareness that comes with fight or flight. Every heckle on my body was up now and the only noise discernible in the immense silence that followed was my own heartbeat. I said out loud the only thing that came to my mind at the time which was message received and promptly about faced and made my way out as quickly as I could without losing any situational awareness I had left in the near panic that I felt. I've since been back to this place with a party this time as I refused to go out there alone and after leaving it was agreed that the whole area had a, a feeling like it didn't want us to leave. Maybe it was just nerves, perhaps the placebo effect, but recollecting this whole event has given me goosebumps and I don't think I'm going to be sleeping well tonight. I'd be very interested to hear what you all have to say about it, because to be honest, I'm a bit lost. Apartments.com believes that a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time that you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So to cut a, a long story short, we have a cabin that is pretty remote. It's where I stay for work. I'm always told not to go alone for safety reasons as it is very remote Things can go wrong quickly and help is pretty far away if that is the case. This trip though, I went alone as I needed to get work done there. I also needed time to get away from the city life. Getting out into the wild is a great way to reset and I don't know, I just needed that. My trip ended up taking a long time. I got into the camp at about 1.30 in the morning I stopped the truck, put on the headlamp, went straight to the warehouse to get the generator going. I connected the power, the cabin lights are up, 
There was a ton of snowfall, so I do my usual inspection to see if I can spot any tracks around the cabin. Wolf tracks, moose tracks, or human tracks. And I find nothing. I head into the cabin, light a fire, and cook myself a late meal. As I said, it's pretty remote, and there isn't any cell service, but I did download some movies on my phone to keep me occupied. It helps me fall asleep. I did eventually fall asleep too, but at about 2.30 in the morning, and I decided to add more logs to the fire to make sure it lasts through the cold winter night. As I was doing this, though, I noticed that I heard someone or something walking on the deck towards the front door. You know that sound when snow is being crunched by a boot? That's what I was hearing. I thought, weird, I haven't heard a vehicle pull in or anything. So I listen just to be sure that I'm actually hearing this correctly. But then, I'm 100% sure that there is somebody outside. I get up from the chair where I was sitting and then immediately look at the window, then move to the front door to unlock it, then I look towards where I was hearing these footsteps from. I call out to see if anybody was there, but nothing. I uh, thought to myself, well, whatever it is, it wants fear and there's no way that I'm giving it that. I close the door and lock it to be sure. I stayed up for a while longer to listen, but there was nothing. I thought to myself, well, maybe a marten, which are common critters around these parts. So I fall asleep and the next morning I check for tracks and there were prints. There were some, but I couldn't confirm that it was mine or if maybe it was somebody else's. To be honest, I, I'd forgotten to check the moment that I got up and I'd walked by there a few times that morning to use the bathroom, so they could have been mine, but then again, they, they did look a little different. I have gone back there with company as I usually do. I, I stay up a little later than everyone else to listen for those footsteps these days, but I, I've never heard them again. Where I'm from, legend states that when alone in the wilderness, something will play tricks on you and you're not supposed to respond as its goal is to bring harm to you. I don't know about all that, but it was a creepy night and something that still bugs me. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Growing up in a Mexican household, my mum and I never really had the best relationship. I was nine when it happened and I was getting bullied at school and home was no better because we were poor and I was getting yelled at a lot for being lazy. I didn't talk much as a kid too. I didn't think I had anything interesting to say or that anybody really cared about what I thought to be honest. This would be the first time that... I try to talk to anyone about something that terrified me and absolutely nobody believed me. So we used to live in a, a two-room trailer. My family was a family of six, including me, my three siblings and two parents. 
My sister and I had a small room to ourselves, my brothers would take the other room, and our parents would sleep in the living room, the dining or kitchen. Note too that I'm the oldest of four and usually that meant that I had more responsibilities than my siblings, also taking into account that I'm a female. My siblings and I though were walking home from school one Friday. I remember it being a hot day and when we got there we did the usual routine, turn on the TV to watch some PBS kids, wait for mum to cook dinner or make sandwiches, take a nap, etc. I remember I was watching TV when my mum suddenly gets between the TV and I and starts screaming at me for some reason. I don't really remember what she was yelling at me about, I just remember she was infuriated with me. My siblings went to their rooms while my mum grabbed me by the shoulders and just yelled. I cried and I was getting angry too. I remember screaming at her through my tears when out of nowhere she just slapped me. And I slapped her back but not as hard as she did me. To this day I regret it. I've asked for forgiveness to her and have never ever done that in my life again. But we were both taken aback at what had just happened. She started to cry too and... I could tell that she was stressed out. I just couldn't understand though why or what was causing it. I ran to my room crying and lay down on my bed, drowning out my screams in my pillow and my sister left the room to watch TV. Eventually I fell asleep, well cried myself to sleep really. It was a good sleep too. One moment it's the afternoon, all hell was breaking loose and the next I open my eyes and it's just pitch black. But the thing is is that I didn't just wake up on my own. I felt like something pulled the blanket that was on me. I shrugged it off and uncovered myself thinking maybe I was just having another one of those dreams where you feel like you're falling and you jolt awake sort of thing. But also, it was very hot that night, and so, well, maybe I kicked the blankets off. But when I uncovered myself from the blanket, though, the room felt so fresh. I saw my sister in her bed on the other side of the room, and I tried going back to sleep. Not a minute goes by, though, when something takes a hold of my foot and pulled me down like it was trying to drag me under the bed. I immediately sit up and I see a black hand firmly gripping my foot. I can still feel it sometimes and that image is forever burned into my head, but I panicked and I yanked my foot away from its grip. I stay sitting down on my bed, breathing heavily, trying to process what the heck just happened. Was it real? Did it actually happen? Yes, I could still feel the remnants of its grip around my foot. I tried leaning over the side of the bed. I wanted to run, but I didn't want it to grab me as soon as I step on the floor. I prepared myself, and I bolted out of the room into my mum's room. I felt really bad and guilty about leaving my sister behind, but I was a kid, and I was scared. I woke up my mum and told her what happened. She replied with, Okay, go back to sleep. And I did as she said. Well, I tried to anyway. I slept at the end of the bed by her feet that night and I tried my hardest to go back to sleep. Eventually sleep did take over but it was really restless that night. The next morning my mum asked me why I was sleeping in her bed that night. I told her what happened again and well obviously she didn't believe me. 
She said that I was just imagining things and that it was my guilty conscience because of the way that I behaved the day before. And after that, I just learned to keep quiet about it. Since that day, though, I have never slept with my feet uncovered. I don't care if I'm roasting like a chicken under those blankets and getting crispy. I will not be taken. I had also acquired a, a deep fear of dark since then, and I will absolutely not sleep without some kind of light on. I learned it the hard way, too. Because, you see, well, a couple of years ago, I accidentally went to sleep in the dark, and for the first time ever, I experienced sleep paralysis. As the years have gone by, I've experienced a lot of weird things like this, but those stories are for another time. What I can say with certainty is that I've never felt alone, I guess. It's like it keeps following me, or it wants something. This thing has watched me grow, I guess. Has watched me suffer, cry, laugh, and even sleep. Has anybody else ever experienced something like this? I've yet to talk to someone who has, and this is also why I don't think anyone ever believes me. I mean, to be honest, why would they? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I live in New Hampshire in the southern suburban area. When I was younger and also currently... I lived in a couple of places because of divorce. I'll start with my mum's house. So there were these woods that were behind my mum's house that we owned. We owned a pine dominated acre but the whole woods was maybe about 20 acres. You could always see civilization from it, either the suburban house rows or a street on the other side that had no houses on the sides. These woods always felt warm to me I guess and I really loved being in them. It was basically a third parent to me. I mean, I spent that much time in them. However, on the other side of the street was another forest, full of 10 to 20 year old oaks and birches. One day when I was maybe, I don't know, 9 or 10, I was playing in the nice woods and I'd explored the whole 20 acres of them at this point. Then I decided to check out the other woods on the other side of the street. The road was flanked on both sides by forests and there was a nursing home down the street. I crossed the street and the moment that I entered this forest, my mind was telling me instantly to just get out. I had a sensation of being watched. 
However, I've always been a curious one, so I pushed deeper until I came to a circular, thinner part of the forest. Not a clearing, but where there were like piles of trash ahead of me and not drug paraphernalia or anything, but old food and trashed clothing, things like that. And now my inner voice was screaming at me to get out, get the heck out of here. So I ran back through the woods as fast as I could until I reached the road. I went back into the nice woods and I felt fine. Now, about four or five years later, I was kind of bored with the woods behind my house and wanted to check out the other forest again. I go back, now with a knife in a holster, to explore. I had my hand on my knife the whole time. I had the being watched and get out feeling again. I never found the thinned part, but I did find shoes. Dozens of old rotting shoes. There was also a camping stove, an old propane can, food trash, and a camping pot. I picked it up and took it home since I needed a cooking pot for camping. I still have it, in fact. But the part that actually scared me, though, were the shoes. All kinds of them. Nice shoes, little shoes, women's running shoes, baby shoes, all at varying ages and states of decay. I was freaked out by that, but I decided to keep pushing this time. Eventually, I got to this 35 degree embankment, which I climbed, and I found a residential area above it. There was a thick fence with no gate, and the other houses had no gate either. The trash and the shoes were too deep in the forest to be thrown in by uncaring homeowners. So, I finally decided to leave. I was super scared by the time that I got out of the forest and I was and still am a very emotionally stoic person so that was pretty unusual for me. However, the worst experience I've had yet was at my dad's house. Well, this was more like his neighborhood I guess you could say. It was a very tightly packed neighborhood too and it was surrounded by thin forests. Small forests of huge pines separated houses... It was in a city, but every now and then I would see a moose or a deer. Moose are very, very rare down here though, so we didn't really see them often. One day though, I was walking my dog during dusk. It was almost nighttime by this point and the street lamps were on. I got close to a turn on my walking path with this pine and oak forest, and I could have swore that I spotted something in the forest. I froze out of terror too. My gut wrenched in the most horrible, despicable feeling ever. I felt like I, I was just told the worst news of my life. I narrowed my eyes and tried to get a better look and it looked like a, a deer standing up on its hind legs. It was staring right at me and I originally saw its belly but then when I looked up at its face I couldn't make out its face quite right. I have pretty good eyesight and really I think I should have been able to see it but it was like my central vision had suddenly been switched to peripheral or something. It just sort of blended in with the forest. I could see the body and not the head and then it fell to the ground, got on all fours, turned and ran in the direction of a fence. On the other side of the fence is a dump and the forest it was in is only about 50 feet by 50 feet. And it must have jumped over the six foot chain link fence to get in and out. But my dog, a, a hound who is normally smelling the pizza car 30 seconds before it arrives, 
noticed nothing too, which was really odd. I could hear it run away and the dog perked up and looked at it as it ran off. But at that, I immediately turned around and I went home. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm not the best storyteller, so I apologize for not being completely clear, I guess, but those are the creepiest things that have ever happened in my life, and it's good to share them, I guess. It makes me feel lighter and like I've got something off my chest. So I'm a truck driver and how my job works is I'll drive to a halfway point and meet with another driver and we'll switch loads and turn back to go home. And well, our meeting point is this parking lot in this ghost town. At least I'm assuming that that's the case given everything surrounding it is abandoned and no other points of interest nearby for like several miles. I've been doing the same thing every night Monday through Friday and sometimes we arrive at the same time, sometimes he waits for me and sometimes I wait for him. Well, last night I arrived before him and I got out to stretch my legs and have a smoke. This is around like 11.40pm. While I was standing there I noticed someone walking up the street. My lights are off and the parking lot is dark so there's no way to see me but Thanks to the lights from the highway, I can see him. I don't want to be seen by him, so I toss my cigarette on the ground and I get into my truck slowly, making as little noise as possible. I climb into the back of my sleeper and close the curtains, but look out the window and all of a sudden I see an entire group of people, all wearing the same t-shirt, walking slowly in a line but stopping for a second every third step. There were possibly 20 or so people in the line, I would guess. I call the other driver to warn him and look through a hole in my curtain as they walk by and then out the other window and see them just sort of casually walking down the road. Yeah, like they were walking down the middle of the road. Like I said, they were all dressed the same too. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I didn't get out once until the other driver showed up and we swapped and left and this was in Louisiana about 30 miles from Hammond and it's still the strangest thing that has ever happened to me on the job. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared podcast and please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. Thanks again for listening, guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, 
But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.